0: chapter i of wild bird guests by ernest baines this librivox recording is in the public domain an introduction to some winter guests if on some winter day you were to alight from ike bonner's stage and approach one of the neat-looking cottages on the main street of meriden new hampshire it is more than likely that you would be greeted by the alighting of a wild bird upon your shoulder and probably you would think that the bird had simply made a mistake until another one alighted on your hat and peeped at you over the brim then if you asked the meaning of this familiarity you would be told that you were in the bird village where birds are treated as honoured guests from one year's end to another where they are provided with food and lodging and where they are protected from their enemies and you would hear of all sorts of interesting and delightful experiences which some of the people have had with birds which have become so fearless that they will sometimes permit one to pick them up and if you were to express doubt that such experiences would ever come to you you would learn that there is no mystery about it that it is simply a matter of being very quiet and gentle with your feathered guests of being patient with them and of using a little thought and ingenuity for their comfort and welfare Meriden people have done these things and they have been rewarded by having seven species of our winter birds come to their hands for food pine grosbeaks white-winged crossbills red poles pine siskins white-breasted nuthatches red-breasted nuthatches and chickadees have thus shown their appreciation of what the people of this little new england village have done for them perhaps no other place of equal size in this country has thus been honored every year for several years our people have had some memorable experience with birds for example one severe winter when the pine grosbeaks came down from the north in great numbers we fed hundreds of them in the gardens of meriden and not only the writer but several other bird lovers fed them as they sat on hand or shoulder they were so tame that one could sit down in the middle of a flock and the birds would come into one's lap to feed they would alight upon the heads of children watching them and sometimes they allowed us to pick them up one in each hand Another winter the crossbills visited us a few six or eight had been coming most of the summer to the garden path two or three were american and the rest white-winged crossbills they crept about quiet as mice eating something but just what it was i could not tell until they had been here for some time then one day after watching them at work for several minutes i took a magnifying glass and went down on my knees to see what there might be there to attract them i found that they had been working on a patch of clay the surface of which they had carved in every direction with their sharp bills as there were no chips i knew that these must have been eaten so i tasted the clay to see why they had eaten it it was very salty the result of scattering salt on the path to kill the weeds a few days later our friend frederick h kennard came to see us and observing the crossbills ran into the house for some salt of which he had often observed their fondness the flock continued to grow until midwinter when it numbered about a hundred and twenty-five we went out to play with them for a while almost every day and by and by they seemed to look for our coming we would sit on the well trampled snow we had prepared for their feeding-ground and from the trees about us they would come down in a musical shower to alight upon our heads and shoulders and to feed from our hands it was such fun that sometimes even when the thermometer registered from ten to fifteen degrees below zero we would sit there feeding them photographing them or often simply watching them until we were almost too numb to get up sometimes in winter the red-poles come to Meriden in flocks aggregating many hundreds and there are usually a number of pine siskins among them at such times the streets of the village are alive with birds and their cheerful twitterings make it seem as though spring had come back several weeks in advance these little birds alight in the dooryards and swarm over the piazzas like flies on a sugar-bowl and they will feed from the hands of any one who has the patience to stand still in the snow for a little while i have sat down among them and had both species not only take fruit from my hand but treat me very much as they would a bush or a stump neither of the nuthatches has ever condescended to alight upon me but a red-breasted nuthatch once allowed me to stroke him with a forefinger as he was feeding on suet and neighbours of ours entertained one which used to come to their hands almost every day for months i have almost touched a downy woodpecker but not quite he was feeding on a food-tree at meriden and showed no fear when i walked up until my face was within eight inches of him my enemies say that this marks the limit of courage in any wild bird and that that woodpecker should have been awarded a medal for bravery but as a rule the chickadees are the tamest of all there seems to be no limit to the confidence which these little fellows will have in you if you give them a little encouragement at my home they know us so well that if they don't see what they want they practically ask us for it sometimes before we are up in the morning they will sit in a row on the bedroom window sill and hammer on the glass with their bills we open the window and in they come like as not they will find some broken nuts on the dressing-table if so they may eat them there or they may fly out into the garden with them one morning we invited them to breakfast we set the breakfast-table close to an open window and sprinkled broken nuts upon the cloth in came the chickadees picked up the nuts and flew out into the garden with them to teach them better manners we swept up the small pieces of nut and stitched each large piece to the tablecloth. after that the chickadees stayed right on the table and took breakfast with us one day when we were living at stoneham massachusetts i saw a flock of these little birds in a tree and i thought i would see how tame i could make them i held out a handful of broken nuts and gave an imitation of the phoebe note of the chickadee one little fellow flew down to my hand picked up a piece of nut and flew away i called to mrs Baines to bring a camera and when i saw another bird coming instead of holding the loose nuts in the palm of my hand as before i held a single piece tight between my thumb and forefinger down came the chickadee and finding that he could not fly away with the nut he sat there for several minutes and ate it that seemed pretty good for a first attempt but i thought i would test him further i placed a piece of nut between my lips and held up my forefinger as a perch for him he needed no second invitation but alighted on the finger and helped himself it didn't seem possible that a bird could show much more confidence than that but i thought i'd put him to still another test leaving the nut just where it was i calmly folded my hands behind my back leaving him no perch at all it didn't faze him one bit for the next moment he alighted on my lip and helped himself to the nut as though he had been used to feeding in this way all his life when we came to new hampshire we found the chickadees just as friendly a flock made our house its headquarters and the first time that mrs Baines went out to feed them she succeeded in getting five of them to alight upon her at once she used english walnuts and a little patience on one occasion i was in the garden with a rifle practicing at a mark when a chickadee alighted on the front sight tipped over and deliberately looked down the barrel as much as to say i wonder what there is in that sometimes when i am in the woods far from the house the chickadees will come to me i remember one bitter winter day i was sitting in the snow having my lunch and the chickadees swarmed about me alighting on my cap my shoulders and my snow-shoes which i had taken off and stuck in the snow i pulled a sandwich from my pocket and as i put it to my lips a chickadee came down out of a tree overhead alighted on the other end of the sandwich and helped me to eat it when we go out in winter the chickadees often come down like so many little highwaymen and literally hold us up for nuts and other things we are likely to have in our pockets for them i once had a chickadee sit on my hand eating nuts until he simply couldn't hold any more he looked absolutely comfortable and i half expected to hear a sigh of contentment i cupped my other hand and put it over him until his head alone was visible in the circle of my thumb and forefinger and perhaps made drowsy by the warmth he closed his eyes and tucked his head beneath his wing and it is not only in winter that the chickadees are with us they nest about the place and come to our hands though not as frequently in the spring summer and fall not long ago a pair of chickadees nested in our orchard and gave their nestlings an occasional meal of suet from a stump near the house if we were photographing nearby the parent birds would come to our hands or alight upon the camera or tripod when the young ones left the nest they were quite fearless and allowed us to approach and stroke them and when mrs Baines placed a youngster on her outstretched hand one of the parents came and poising humming-bird fashion in the air beside it passed insects into its mouth one day last spring i was delighted on returning from a lecture tour of several months duration to be met in the lane half a mile from my home by a band of chickadees and escorted to the house by my little friends first one and then another of whom would fly to my hands or shoulders End of chapter one